it is time to tune up the band and get ready for the old razzle-dazzle, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Reardon and Dan, as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling. Hi, chaps. <laughs> How are you? I'm alright. I am... I am adequate. I am adequate today. No, no, I, I, I feel you. I feel you on that one. It has been a long week for me. A lot of mm. work. I've, I've a bit, uh, not, I wouldn't say crunch, but I've had to try and get everything done in one week. This week, it's been a bit of a challenge, but I'm, at, I, I got it all done. Very glad to get it all done. There's a couple of things. Hopefully, the public will get to see soon. But I won't. I won't go too deep into that. How have you been, Dan? Yeah, not bad. Just tired. <laughs> yeah. Too for my own liking. <laughs> Wrestling's wrestling. It has been. Yeah. And it's been kind of almost in the background for me. But anyway, enough of that. We give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. Here at the Sweet Chin Red Podcast, not only do we bring the ruckus, but we also bring the pending. Because we are always pending, and we always, always will be. like that. <laughs> I like thank that. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you keep, I was going to say this has almost just become second nature for you now at this point, hasn't it, really? Wait, honestly, at this point, I am so well trained in this that that every time that I'm like thrown off, it freaks me out. At this point, it's like the it's like the the millipede paradox. Don't ask <laughs> me how I do it because then I won't be able to do it anymore. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Anyway, before we get on to volume 8 of Great Wrestlers You Never Knew, it is time to visit Dan for this week's wrestling news. Wrestling news. So, Dan, uh, what's in the news this week? Today's news is that there is no news. Thank you. Great! <laughs> 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 literally i think legit in the time we've been doing this in the near three years i don't think we've ever had a more boring week in the world of professional wrestling than we have had this week and that's saying something because especially like... that vince mcmahon is not in power anymore like there's nothing else to really say about it nothing much of particularly grand interest has been happening brit Ress is still being brit Ress and being like carny as hell um, so, you know, WWE is kind of now coming off of that of that honeymoon period of, of, of change coming around. And so it's a little bit it's now trying to find its feet in its new in this new world. Now, AEW, I'm going to be honest, put it straight out there. Probably the weakest build they've ever had to a pay-per-view in their history. There is a. Uh... Very little um, excitement, but that's mostly because I don't even think they've finished the card yet. <laughs> they haven't. That's that's bad. That's bad. But hey, as a fan of Eddie Kingston and a fan of the King's Road, 
I am very, very happy that we're getting a tiny tease of Eddie Kingston versus Jun Akiyama. Yes, Takeshita is coming back to AEW and he is bringing Jun Akiyama with him for next week on Rampage. I'm hyped. I'm excited. We are so damn close to having an Eddie versus Jun match. I'm excited. That's probably the only thing I'm kind of excited about this week. <laughs> and that's, okay. and honest to goodness, that's about it in terms of wrestling news. Now, the bigger news at play is, um, chaps, we lost a legend this week. A legend, not only of voice acting, but I think a legend of comics in general. Um, Kevin Conroy, unfortunately, passed away at the age of 66 this week. And this is a tough one because I am a massive fan of when I, I grew up as a kid watching the animated series. I grew up as Kevin with Kevin Conroy being the Batman for me, you know? And I think for a lot of people as well of our generation, Kevin Conroy was Batman. And so this one's a bit... This one was a tough one. First of all, I want to say, uh, for I think I speak for everyone when I say, fuck cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, there's nothing more that needs to be said that he is Batman. There will be other actors who play Batman, yeah. but he is Batman. And has, like... It really is surreal for one thing, like it like he had just celebrated his the thirtieth anniversary of Batman the Animated Series. Mm. So that's one thing. That put it in perspective, he has been the Batman for thirty years. There is no one longer with a longer tenure. I don't think there ever will be anyone longer than that. Yeah. And we're not just talking about the animated series, we're talking about God, we're talking about video games. We're talking about appearances. I'm glad. I'm so glad that he managed to get his appearance in during the Arrowverse that they did that. Yeah. And it's just like what, what? Mm. That's it's so weird. But his body of work is so massive and all encompassing, and just perfect in every shape or form his legacy is assured forever it's there's there's nothing that needs to be said about that for um a lot of people have been saying for two for there are two ways that you can really celebrate his life and his work first is um watching batman mask of the phantasm which is my recommendation my recommendation was going to be also black panther wakanda forever but definitely what rewatch if or if you haven't seen it, watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which Conroy was, is and was on record as saying as his favorite performance that he ever did of Batman, the one that he was most proud of. Yeah. Um, for me personally, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which is my favorite Batman movie of all time. So mm. he's great in it. Yeah. But um, on a more, like, more personal note for him, uh, he was, he, like, either this year or last year, I want to say last year, he officially came out as gay. Yeah. And he did uh, a, a little comic book on um, DC Pride, talking yes. about, which talks about the lead up to 
his um his acting career and his life leading up to getting the part of Batman for the first time in '92. It is a really deep. It's not a nice read. Hmm. Like it's actually it's a very like it's quite a very heart wrenching story. Talking about all the pain that he had had in his life leading up to that point, and how he channeled that pain into doing the voice of Batman. And I really do recommend it. It is a great little comic. It's short. I know, like, you can get it for free if you have, like, the thing. I know it's been shopped around all over the internet for people to read. Yeah. So that would be that would be the way to honor his legacy for me anyway. I think as well, what, it's like the, the outpouring of love as well towards Kevin Conroy from everyone literally everyone who's a fan of comics and a fan of the show and 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 his peers and even beyond that like james gunn paid uh tribute to him as well um it's crazy and it's this one as i said this one just this one hits different i feel it's a very similar feeling how i felt towards um if I'm gonna make a comparison to how I feel, it feels very much like um, Brody's passing. Mm. If I'm gonna like make a comparison towards wrestling, um, yeah, this just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not much else that I can say that has not um, been said already. So all I would say is that my recommendation uh, for this. Um, because it's always worth revisiting. Uh, go and give um, Batman Arkham Asylum or Arkham City a replay because they're awesome and they're a bunch of fun games um, and they have brilliant performances by Kevin Conroy in both. I also find it a, a tad little funny that Kevin's final role as Batman was in Multiverses. That is... What a way. That's weird. That is weird. But, you know, I think it does kind of speak to the idea that, like, for one thing, they, for one thing, for, like, the official, like, this is the thing that's going to cross over with Batman. Like, that's, like, the, oh, the one person is Batman. They get Kevin Conroy because he is Batman, so that's who you get. So there, there we go, everybody. You can now... Kevin Conroy is now there with... Jake the dog, Finn the human, Arya Stark, Bugs Bunny, Mort Rick and Morty, and yes, even LeBron James. <laughs> That's what one is, of his final roles. What is Arya Stark doing in that game? Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Because, jeez. <laughs> Alrighty then, with all of that being said, let us move on to our... Volume 8 of Great Wrestlers You Never Knew. It's good to be back with this. And it's good to do such a different wrestler. And one of my personal favourites when talking about CZW. Yes, we are talking about Ruckus. I can hear the excitement bubbling up within Dan to talk about Ruckus. You may so, or may not be correct. <laughs> so the first question, as I always like to do with Great Wrestlers with you two chaps, is... What did you know of Ruckus before this episode? I will start with Reardon first. Not a damn thing. <laughs> Not a 
thing. I cannot emphasize enough how much this man did not exist to me up until this point. <laughs> okay, Dan, the floor is yours. Be here for about 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, so as with all things CZW, I was introduced to Ruckus through watching bootleg CZW videos with my cousin when I was younger. <laughs> um, and he's kind of one of those people that if you've ever watched like a wrestling moves compilation in your life, you've probably seen something of him. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing him. During his time in CZW, I know he's been in Japan. Um, he did uh, runs with Big Japan. Yep. I think that was around ooh, 2006, 2007-ish. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did on-off stuff with them all the time. Um, I believe he also did um, th you know, things like Jersey All-Pro and stuff like that. He also did have a he did have a stint as well in uh, Ring of Honor in around yep. two thousand seven two thousand eight time. Let's not forget as well uh, that Ruckus was also part of MTV's Wrestling Society X. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, uh, with, and, although that's something I didn't come to until many many years later. <laughs> uh, teaming up with Baby Slim for a for a tag team known as and I shit you not keeping it gangster. You know. It is what it is. To be fair, Wrestling Society of X is a thing we can talk about at some point. We we definitely have to. I feel like that's but but I feel like I to put you two through Wrestling Society X, that has you to be a to Patreon goal. That has to be a Patreon yeah. backing goal. By the way, patreon.com forward slash reach in rag. <laughs> no, I'll happily put myself through Wrestling Society X. Are you sure? Yeah. That's I don't know if really because I know because really I, I, I know it's dumb. I was gonna say I don't know really wants to put himself through the dumb the, the dumbness of wrestling society. I don't know I I don't know what that is, and at this point I'm too afraid to find out. The only reason I wouldn't want to put myself through wrestling society X is it's got Teddy Hart in it. Oh, I'm not even gonna talk about Teddy Hart because that documentary's coming out soon. Oh Jesus. Yeah, um. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Ruckus, fun, fun fact, also appeared in Backyard Wrestling 2, There Goes the Neighborhood, for Xbox and PlayStation yeah. 2. That, okay, okay, real talk. We gotta play, we gotta find a way to play that for like a charity stream, right? Like, yes. I, have, uh, I have always seen, I remember seeing that game, acknowledging that it existed, and never having the opportunity to play it. It's because it's the insane out. clown posse as well, isn't it? Let's be honest. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, God. We could never. Anyone, we, I, anyone we, that listened to this show would assume I'm like a massive juggler. Yeah, it really would. Really would. That's like just straight up. That could not be any further from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Sam, you know me well enough. Whoop whoop! Any you know, you know, you know well enough that my irony transcends so far; it almost seems unironic anymore. And here's where we realise that Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope are actually fans of the show. Would you know if what? Are, I wouldn't. If, that, if if they are, that would be unreal. That I, would I be amazing. Know what I'd do with myself. Honestly, uh, like just just for, just for the record, if they are listening, Jay. Shaggy, we actually don't have a problem with you. We actually can't. I actually do have a bit of a fondness for you guys, but it's not to say that I'm a fan of of, of, 
of the music because I I, ba- I barely ever listened to ICP. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but you anyway. do, but you guys were good in uh, in WCW. But I digress. <laughs> Let us get on then with our next part, talking about the matches that I gave to you two, and giving your thoughts and feelings about them. So we're gonna start off. With one of my, the very first matches I ever watched for CZW, believe it or not. It's during the Best of the Best 2002, and it's the semi-final match between Ruckus and England's very own, and train enthusiast, if you listen to UWP, Jody Fleisch. Thoughts and feelings on this one, gentlemen, for, your, for the first match. Uh, someone turned gravity off. <laughs> yeah, that's for one thing. Can't it really... is. It is just really, really good um, independent circuit cruiserweight stuff, far beyond anything else you were getting at the time. It's kind of why I wanted to show you this match as well, because this is coming hot off the heels of of Jody's excursion into America. Just landed, and this is one of the first bookings he ever took in America, whilst having a little stint uh, in Michinoku Pro as well in japan so he's starting to make a proper name for himself outside of england and this was rare and i'm talking this this was extremely rare yeah. at this time for, for for any british talent <laughs> at the turn of the century but Which i is... like i like this match because it's flippy as shit <laughs> oh yeah 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 so i have to make a note here um as if with the CCW stuff. I have to. I have to make a note here that I don't know if it will be controversial or whatever, but I have to say it. I really, quite vehemently dislike the commentary yeah, on every you. single one of these. <laughs> thank matches. you. I fucking. I love. I look. I love watching old CCW matches, but I can't stand listening to the commentary. Oh, thank God. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at, like, because it might be the first one of the few times where the commentary has actively, like, no, I, I might have to tap out because this commentary is not good. Look, just there, are, there, are, there are many things that John House is, but a good commentator is not one of them. Yes, uh, yes, the, the, yes, the, 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 the dynamic duo of John House and Eric Gargiulo. <laughs> for the best of the best this time. there is a there is only one thing that um john house is good at and that is shouting bam at the top of his lungs yes yes exactly that's, it. that's all he's good at <laughs> what i really liked about this match um in particular was you got to think of it at the time of 2002 as well and high flying um that high flying style is a very rare commodity to come by ruckus is just coming off of being a backyarder as well along with funnily enough sonjay dutt him and sonjay were thick as thieves in the backyard scene he's coming off of that making his like coming off a couple of years of being pro and he's meeting someone who's kind of almost in a sense his mirror image in a way of being able to do a lot of agile stuff in the ring that was very rarely seen. A lot of corkscrews, uh, moonsaults. Spaceman Plancher was a very, very rare thing to see anyone do. So, And to see someone like Ruckus do it was insane. In the US. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's these two bouncing off each other. Uh, doing uh, moonsaults, doing handsprings, doing spaceman planches, 
doing the the run up the run up the wall moonsault. And Ruckus did it well when he ran ran off the turnbuckle. But let's talk well, about that second time he tried okay, it. Okay, okay. First of all, I've got I've got to say this. Um, Ruckus has no business moving like that. Yeah, yes, yes. no this is, business. This is this is the thing I always say when I talk about Ruckus because theoretically he shouldn't be able to do half the shit he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he does anyway. Yes. Um, and for me, that makes it better because you just see this dude just start busting out handsprings and you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. This is not his. This is like, I was like, wait, that's his offense? Mm-hmm. That's what he does? Okay. <laughs> This is why I was kind of excited to get Reardon to do this one because I was I was hoping like to hear his thoughts about when he actually then started seeing Ruckus doing like corkscrews moonsaults out of nowhere. <laughs> but yes, yes, um, <laughs> Ruckus attempts for the second time when him and Jody are outside over the guardrail to do the run up the wall moonsault on a wall this time, but Ruckus's foot goes through the wall. And fair credit to Ruckus for being able to make the save, but he does the full rotation, but eats shit in the process. Yeah. Don't do moonsaults off drywall, kids. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> he just ate shit on it. But then Jody comes back and does it, you know, shows him that, you know, this Jody, is how you Jody's do it. Jody's there like, hey, watch this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I feel like we do have to do, I feel like now watching, after watching this match, it's like, I'm going to have to really do a great wrestlers on Jody Fleisch because he is severely underrated. <laughs> but, um, a nice short, succinct match. As I said, this is the semifinals. Both men had had a match previous to this as well um and and uh nice sub 20 10 minute match didn't outstay its welcome both guys no. got in their, their nice high flying spots and jody picks up the win for this it's, uh, for a, this it's one. a pretty yeah. nice yeah. pretty nicely paced match exactly they have well, they had like they get all really good stuff in uh they do all the stuff with like the uh the chair and everything mm -hmm. and then you know we just get into a nice kind of relatively quick closing stretch exactly exactly so with all that being said fellas what's your rating for match one in great wrestlers you never knew volume eight for ruckus the, it, it would be a it would be a four star. It's a three and a half because again, I I cannot emphasize enough how terrible the commentary is. It actively is distracting. <laughs> oh my god, man! I'm sorry. <clears throat> Actually, no. Why am I apologizing? It's not my fault at all. Are you? Do you? Did you run? <laughs> CCW? Is, is it your fault? Yeah, I have something to tell you too. I'm actually DJ Hyde in disguise. <laughs> you know what? That makes a lot okay, of sense. We have a, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we have much to discuss. <laughs> Dan, quickly, please. Um, I am going to give it a uh, a. See, for me, this probably seems low, but I'm gonna give it. Like a 
three out of five. It's a good match. Yeah. And it's a really good, like, showcase for these two guys, but it's, like, nothing necessarily spectacular. Mm. And sp- it's a really it's a really good way to really succinctly show what these guys can do and to show you what sets them apart from everyone else. Exactly. Because <clears throat> um, you get all the stuff, like, you know, being able to do the moonsaults, being able to do the, the run off the wall, being able to do it off the ring post. Um, you know, Jody Flash going in with the 720 DDT, all of that, and it ends up a really nice, really tight match. That while it's nothing exceptional, is a really, really good, just little, little show reel, almost mm. of why these guys are so good. Exactly. When I was a kid, when I first watched this, I thought it was the greatest match I had ever seen. Mostly oh, because yeah. I had never seen anyone do half of the stuff that these two were pulling off. And especially to see a guy like Ruckus doing that stuff, which again, I will reiterate, as you two said, he should not be able to do. Now upon with much more kind of like a much more seasoned brain, having a watching a lot more, having a much more diverse palette to watch. I'm going to go with Dan, agree with Dan uh, and go for like three out of five. Um, as I say, time has not been kind to this one, especially with the commentary there, Reardon. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> um, but it is a good, if you want to have a good introductory match, this is probably the best one to go for for Ruckus, if you ask me. So this leads us to match two. Defending the CZW Heavyweight Championship, it is Ruckus. Versus Claudio Castagnoli. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, I have to jump in here. I have to jump in here. Are okay. you going to say exactly what I think you're going to say? I, you probably, go. probably, probably, but I have to say it. I have to say it. <laughs> Claudio's look is so terrible, it is distracting. How dare you demean the look of Chris Hero that then he gave it to Claudio? <laughs> Oh my lord. Now, here's the thing. Is Chris Hero trained Claudio, Claudio, hence why Claudio was wearing Chris's gear and why they were tagged together. So I would say, in the, in the long run, I'm kind of glad that Hero and Claudio went to trunks and, and tights and trunks in the future. Yeah. I'm sorry, but there's I, 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 when you watch... <laughs> Early Claudio, and he's got the the he's got like the trousers on. It looks so bad because also Claudio is so tall. Are you not going to talk about his entrance gear? The 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 dollar sign blazer with the sleeveless shirt and tie. He looks like. He, what does he look like? God, he looks like. You've seen that? Have you seen that early indie picture of Claudio and Eddie King? Well, I was gonna say Eddie doesn't yeah. like to talk about that time in his life, but have you seen that yeah. picture of them too wearing the all the god awful dollar sign suits? He looked like. I want to say corporate Claudio. Yes. Yeah. Claudio. I wanna, I'm trying to think about what he looks like. He looks like if Diesel and. Chris Jericho had like this horrible mutant baby. I was gonna say, like, it, I, honestly, if, if if Diesel and Nova, <laughs> Dan knows what I'm talking like ECW period Nova had a baby. I, I, okay. The problem I always had with 
early Claudio. I don't know how to describe. I don't know how to like necessarily describe it. But just when he had the long hair, he just didn't look right. Yeah, like, nothing about it ever seemed to fit. Like obviously, I know I went and back and watched the. I watched most of this stuff, but way after the fact before I knew who Claudio was. But just going back and watching it just never seemed right because I always felt like it made him look goofy as shit. <laughs> I was going to say, Rida, what are your thoughts on long-haired Claudio Castagnoli? Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Terrible. <laughs> and, so, and, it's a, and it's a bloody, like... I, I want to say I almost want to call it, like, a mullet, but I legitimately don't know what that is, and the, and the actual... And the actual like video quality isn't good enough for me to actually confirm or yeah. deny it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just that he had his hair long, and all he used to do was just put it up back behind his ears. Wet hair, of course. The, yeah. the rest of the tradition of wetting your hair as well. He just used to do wet hair. <laughs> and it just looked weird. Good. Oh, let us not Lord. forget as well that joining Ruckus, as he's part of Blackout, is... The legend of the meme himself, Mr. Robbie Marino. If it weren't for him, we would never have gotten Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the Beastie Boy. <laughs> he, he he the 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 thing was was that he was like the white boy of Blackout. Yes. Right. So it was an all black stable that just had this one white guy in it. I see. And oh, he is the whitest of white men in that weird ass suit with the kangle hat yep yeah <laughs> okay so chaps thoughts and feelings on match two see with all of that being said it's a really great match because claudio is a great wrestler yeah, yeah. <laughs> even like... in his early stages you could see that claudio had the fundamentals down pat well, this is this is the thing with this match, in which it's really psychologically gnarring for me to watch a CZW match that has actual wrestling in it. <laughs> that's like, but that, like, no, but that, I feel like that's the same argument you could make when watching ECW back in the day. It's really weird watching an actual wrestling match in ECW. <laughs> no, but like that's that's the thing though. Like Cla- Claudio and Chris Hero when they were in CZ when they were in CZW, were like we're here to do actual wrestling. Mm. just to spite the crowd yep <laughs> like you want chairs no you get rest holds and i love it. it it it's it's that kind of like you 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 work the crowd by just being the exact opposite you do exactly the same stuff whereas an, an roh crowd will be like loving this yes like the czw crowd are like boo we hate you rest holds the get shit out of here <laughs> <laughs> oh. and it's, it's it's a really like there's there's certain moments that I really do like where he's there doing the showboating of of his show of strength. Um the one in particular I really like is when they when it spills outside and um rather than going for the usual vertical de- the delayed vertical suplex Claudio just does it and then starts walking up the entrance ramp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. To which, after that, to which Ruckus reverses and says, I see that, give you an atomic drop, and then give you a standing shooting star on the on the <laughs> entrance ramp. 
It's brilliant. The smallest entrance ramp I've ever seen. Oh, that's uh, that's, yeah, pro- well, that's have... proper indie. That's proper yeah. indie, really. You have, you, have, you have to understand that, like, the CZW shows might as well have taken place in a warehouse. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, also, another spot of, um, of, of, um, yeah, of Ruckus reversing something in the ring and almost breaking his neck. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, like, holy God. <laughs> Only almost breaking his damn neck doing it. It was scary as hell to see. Like, I don't even have words. I don't even have anything. A follow up. Just, no. CZW moment. Mm. He, he has some tremendous reversals in this match. I always, I always love um, Ruckus, Ruckus's arm drag, his springboard arm drag, and how yeah. he's able to just pull that off really freaking well. So one key part of this is that in like the opening to the match, like Ruckus just starts doing like seven twenty arm drags. Yeah, like he just starts throwing spins and shit in. I love it. The razzle dazzle as I've... well. I've never yeah. seen someone do that kind of shit. <laughs> I love like, the wrestle it, it, battle. It's, it's genuinely so. so much fun because it's literally just Claudio trying to do actual wrestling and then Ruckus is like, let me just flex on you real quick. <laughs> That's... Yeah, let me just flip out of that. Yeah. <laughs> let me just do let me just do a flip or something. <laughs> like you've got Claudio trying to work like technical moves, then Ruckus just like does an arm drag after spinning twice in the air. Love it. Love it so, so much. Oh, goodness gracious. <clears throat> apart, I mean, apart from that, like, there's not much uh, else, really, I kind of have on this match. Ruckus gets the win, the successful defense of his title. One At that time, he was one of the longest reigning CZW heavyweight champions as well. Bloody good. Nice finish as well. Rather than being like a, a regular old finisher, after kind of a very back and forth match and looking like Claudio has had the had the win, a roll up, a handstand roll up, may I add. The o- the only type I'll accept. If you're gonna do a roll up, put effort into it. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, ratings for this match, fellas. Yeah, that's a four. That's a four. <laughs> Absolutely. These people, they work so well. There are great reversals. And, oh, man, like, Claudio does this, like, does this absolutely thick-ass, like, 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 selling of, like, selling, but he just, like, he just rotates in midair. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> A man of his size that, that shows that horrible, horrible attire aside, he is still Claudio Castanelli. <laughs> Again, how dare you besmirch the name of Chris Hero by having a go at his game? The, the ultimate indie. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's definitely a four for me. There's so much really, really good stuff in here. Mm. Um, from Ruckus finding ways to make arm drags really interesting to then Claudio trying to work technical, but the crowd just not having it but like he he never changes pace <laughs> <laughs> but like in a good way yeah exactly um there's a whole bunch of really really cool stuff here one spot that i want to give a massive shout out to is the uh the roll through fisherman suplex oh, oh yeah that thing oh, was that shit's beautiful. fucking saucy <laughs> oh man 
Give me more of that. <laughs> that thing was beautiful. No, that straight thing. up, though. It's actually, it's actually fucking beautiful. <laughs> Great shot. Good shot there. Nice. I'm going to give this one four. Four out of five. I really enjoyed it. I was going to say, Ruckus's time as World Heavyweight Champion was uh, was quite underrated, if you ask me, because he had some banger matches and a lo- with I a lot of diverse... A lot of diverse wrestlers, and this one kind of shows that you know what he can hang with a with a an out and out technician in the ring. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think in the I think in the grand scheme of like the names of CZW, I think one big problem is obviously as CZW kind of grew, the the names uh well the people that were working there and the names of the people that were, that would go on became bigger and bigger. Mm. So when we talk about like past CZW champions, you're thinking of like, and I know this is going to uh, this is going to fuck with people, you get names like Adam Cole. Yep. <laughs> you get names like, I mean, obviously um, John Moxley. John Moxley. Um, you also get Kevin Owens. Kevin Steen. Steen. El Generico. Right. Orange Cassidy. And, and all of that, right? But they're actually back, further back, there's still people of great note in there mm. they just might not have gone on to reach like the heights that some other people did um even if you know ruckus is having a bit of a small career resurgence right now yeah yeah power to him dude's awesome he is indeed and just to let you know just to reassure you Riordan, before we move on to the final match claudio's gear did get better but he did have to spend time wrestling as a very mysterious ice cream in Jakara. Right. He dressed like an ice cream with an ice in a lucha mask with an ice cream cone on his head. <laughs> so if like you think the, that was bad, Joe think he, curry, man. Yes, he had to wrestle as an ice cream. If you think that gear was yeah, bad, but really. that, but also like that that was Chikara. That was Chikara, but still, really, you think Hero's gear is bad? Remember. Ice cream. <laughs> it could always get worse, okay. <laughs> Alrighty, match three. Once more for the CZW Heavyweight Championship. It is Ruckus versus El Generico. <laughs> is this quite possibly the most indie match of this time period? Yes. It feels like it. <laughs> I was going to say, as everyone knows, Generico, when he retired, ended up now is now taking care. Of, of orphaned kids at the orphanage in Tijuana, Mexico, along with Kevin Steen. Uh, yes. But I ever wonder what happened to his uh, to his um, his protege, Sami Zayn. Who knows? I he's doing well these days. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, th- yes, the most indie-rific match, I think, of, of, of all three of these ones. But my God, is it, a, is it kind of like a time capsule of late 2000s independent scene in America? <laughs> What a thing to see. Ain't it weird to now see Sami Zayn, what he is now, but to see him doing like a lot of really, and I'm talking really smooth lucha, lucha spots. Oh, smooth. Yeah. I'm a mad. Like, has, I think. He has like, one of the th- best Arabian presses this side of Christopher Daniels. The thing about. El Generico as a concept is that it's meant to lull you into a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And it really does work. And I think what makes it work is that um 
is Zane's body language while doing it? Yes. It's so it's, on point. It's actually it's, rather impressive. It's what I've always said, which is like, it's, it's like an overblown caricature. Yeah. <laughs> but like in, it's straight up like a physical theater performance. <laughs> the man is basically pulling like, it's basically the Shaun of the Dead of wrestlers. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. It, 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 it's it's the like, entire time being like I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm gonna ham it up to a thousand million billion. Also, may I just add for this match, special guest commentator Eddie Kingston. Yeah, <laughs> this is like again. This is the late two thousands wrestling in a time capsule. Oh, guess who's refing as well? AEW official Bryce Remsburg. <laughs> Yes, a whole lot of things all at once. Ruckus, so, I was going to say, one, talking one about part, Ruckus, he was great in this match. Oh, absolutely. One part of this, Eddie Kingston on commentary is a massive upgrade, even though you can clearly tell that he like almost doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, oh, Ruckus and Generico worked tremendously in this match. Oh, so. So Transition good. from hold to hold, from flip to flip, was was just on point and then some. Um, just a particular highlight of that, of course, talking about the Arabian press that uh, Generico does, and then he does the 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 Tom the Tope con Hilo, we get a little Spaceman Plancher as well um, from Ruckus, but the Japanese the Japanese arm drag where he flips into the arm drag as well, which I rarely see most rarely see wrestlers do. Well, to be fair, I, f I feel like I rarely see Japanese arm drags. That is true. That is true. Even in Japan, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> huh. that is. Huh. At least that Ken. Is... At least Ken Shamrock still pulls them out every so often. Like it. It feel. It, it feel. It feels like a thing I hardly even see. <laughs> I do like them. Yes, I agree. I do like Japanese arm drags. Weird. Weird. Anything that kind of stands out for you two gentlemen in this one? Oh, there's there's plenty in here. <laughs> um, I have everything from obviously that whole spot with the Arabian press going back in. I like the one where um, Ruckus does the sunset flip. Mm. Jericho rolls out and then like fakes him out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's great. And then like rolls over him and then does it in the back. But also because, and I look right, you can correct me on this. I have a feeling that just when he did it, he just wanted to take the piss out of Loki. <laughs> yeah. Because he does, it feels like he does the fucking like the the low key pose. <laughs> Same. Um, at, and when Ruckus goes for um, it's like the the handspring moonsault, but Generico moves, so he starts doing a handstand. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like goes into a handstand and then like goes into doing the uh, the Hurricane Rana, which I quite like because it's a particularly grotty looking one. Mm. Like it 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 looks great because it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that that's I was, that defeats the purpose. 
it's 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 good because it's bad. God. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but I always feel like some, sometimes there's a benefit that can come from not looking like cleanly worked. Mm. Mm. I don't know. It's it's a it's a whole thing. <laughs> what have you? I was gonna say, have you got any thoughts about this, Rian? Yeah. Um. Just how shockingly smooth. It's the smoothest match of the three for mm. one. Every every single else one, like although like the Claudio one is is not smooth for an actual purpose. <laughs> but this one is just like these two people basically pulling a Spider Man on each other, and it's great. So good. I like that. You know, I I just really just enjoyed it a lot. Mm, yeah. Eddie Kingston on commentary, yeah, again, like he was the best one. Wasn't the best for me, but the best one. <laughs> that's not saying he was the best, but that's not saying much. Yeah, damning with faint praise that I'd say. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, this was just a really, really just fun match to watch. Mm. A damn fun match, if you ask me. Really, really fun match from the pair of them. And I always just like coming back and watching Generico matches as well. Yeah, like, you oh, Generico is so much fun, though. And like, then to, but to work with someone just as fun as Ruckus is in that ring is just... Mwah, is a, it's a it, good reason it, I picked that match. <laughs> You, you can tell that they understand each other. Exactly. You can tell exactly what they're going for. <laughs> and you can you can really tell, like... Hmm. It's like what they want to achieve. <laughs> yeah. And it's like El Generico still gets to have a bit of fun, but like it doesn't reflect badly on Ruckus. There's a lot of that like physical comedy that El Generico brings to matches that's really, really good here as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, ratings for match three, gentlemen. What have you got? Yeah, I gotta give it a four. Just a solid, really fun match that doesn't out that doesn't outstay its welcome. It's, the, it's exactly the kind of match that you'd want to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I am going to go for a nice four and a quarter. Ooh. I think it's a really fun match with some really, really good work in it. And I think that it's a, a like, like we said, it's a really good time capsule. Yes. Of, um... I feel so bad using this phrase now because using the phrase itself as a meme of the style at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just two guys working really smoothly together, doing some really nice, kind of inventive spots. Um, it doesn't outstate welcome. It's a great showcase of both of their skills. Uh, both come out of the match looking amazing. Lovely stuff. I'm going to give it um, <laughs> four and a quarter, honestly, out Yay! of five. Hey. <laughs> so we're all, we're, all, we're, all, we're all stacked on, one of, of, on top of one another. I, with the same like, feelings with you two, it's just it's such a, 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 a match of its time, and it really is a great 
is a great showcase of both uh, Ruckus and El Generico. And um, man, was Ruckus over at this time in CZW. Really over at this time. And it's, um, oh, it's such a good match. Such a bloody good match. So, matches down. Ratings with them all done. Do you like Ruckus after watching these three matches, fellas? I mean, I know the answer oh, for yeah. that. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that I got to see Ruckus. Yes. <laughs> Just a... What a guy. That's all I can really say. What a guy. Doing his flippy shit. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's like, you're there, and it, it, it's, just, it's just the most blatant flippy shit. But, like, in its own weird way, though, it's kind of cool because it's flippy shit no one else is doing. Well, yeah, like, it's like... <laughs> the man flips like he's playing pro skater. It's kind of mad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it's the thing I try and get across to people when I talk about, like, for example, people in people in the ilk of Ruckus, mm. which mm. is that there's, I think a lot of people, dec- a lot of people like decry flippy shit now, because yeah. lots of people do the same flippy shit. Mm. Yes. Which is why I feel like people like, for example, V Kingo don't get the the flippy shit tax. Yeah. Because he just like again, like, just turns the button for gravity off and then just does, like, a fucking um, 630, like, from the apron. Yeah. Whereas mm. Ruckus is just doing, like, double handspring corkscrew sent on and then, like, doing a 720 twist in the air before an arm drag, and I'm just like, yeah, sure, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chief. I think it's well. It's I think that's what uh, a thing I think is sort of missing from a lot of uh, high flyers, uh, not luchadors per se, but high flyers in a sense is that um, there's no uh, there's no substance. I get no, I, I, no substance. Well, there's the way, there's the no way, the way I've the way I've always described it <clears throat> is it kind of falls into two camps for me. Hmm. Which is one that either lacks inventiveness, mm. because obviously there's only so many wrestling moves that you can feasibly create. Exactly. Mm. We are bound by the human anatomy and by physics. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, gravity! Right, but I still feel like there's ways to reinvent what you do. Mm. There's still ways to like take a new approach to doing things, and so that can be key in building someone's like work pack is a great example of that if you ask me because like yeah like like pack has always had his own way of doing stuff and twisting stuff um i think in a very in a very similar way um for someone like comparatively like at the time or in the earlier phases i think it's why someone like ray mysterio has been so enduring agreed because he was coming up with stuff and finding ways to reinvent what he was doing. Mm. Much in the same way that if you want to look to um, say like Japan, why for example someone like Okota Ibushi again still stays as, a, as like a fixture of that, of that because he was always finding new ways to do stuff. Exactly. And I think Ruckus is in, the very, is in a very similar vein to that as well, mm. if you ask me. Uh, 
Mm. The other camp of it is what I call a lack of personality. <laughs> which is that I think there's there's a a way that certain people can do things mm. which don't make them as interesting. Because I feel like if you you know, if you want to do like the classic spots, that's fine. Mm. But if you're not doing something with like a style or like a personality behind behind and behind why you do it, I think it comes off quite boring. So for example, for example, someone like an El Generico, everything he does has personality. It's tied into what he does and who he is. Some I'm Much gonna in- I was gonna say someone with a certain initials as S and G is the complete opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't want to put anyone but, on blast. I apologize. <laughs> but like, there's there's people there's people that do stuff, and you know, it's fine, cool. You're a high flyer, and you know, you're doing stuff. But if I if I don't feel like there's something behind it, yeah. Whereas I feel like Ruckus has so much personality in what he does. Mm. Mm. And I, like, I feel like it sounds like we're be- the- it sounds like we're being old men, like crotchety men no, about like, like high flying and stuff. But it's like, yeah, you kind of th- th- there needs to be flair and personality to it. I think I think that's what can can really get a high flyer over with a very like staunch, hardened American wrestling crowd. If you well, know, Cause, Cause, yeah, <clears throat> because like think about it in terms of like, for example, people used to. People used to crap on Grand Metal League for doing flippy stuff, right? Yeah. But like when he was doing it, he was doing it with style. Exactly. Mm. He was exactly. doing it with lots of like lucha style. And that's why that's like why I quite like it. If we want to talk but to be fair, here's a thing we can say. The difference between Prince Puma and Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. Or or Ricochet in NXT and Ricochet in main roster. Yeah. Ricochet in NXT was fully aware of what he was doing mm. and did it with style. Oh, did yeah. It, with, like, it was like, hey, check out this cool thing I can do. <laughs> like, do a kickflip! <laughs> like, just like, just being there and just being like, cool, I'm just gonna hit him, I'm just gonna hit a springboard moonsault because I can. Mm. Or like, with Prince Puma just deciding like, oh, okay, well, I can do this move, this move, and this move, and all of that. And I can also, like, do this. I think also as well, someone that exemplifies that very well, in, and I know people are going to hate me saying this, John Morrison. True, true. I, I was going to say Keith Lee, honestly, as well. No, but, but, Keith, but Keith Lee has style and because you don't expect a man like him to be able to do that kind of stuff. Same thing with Ruckus. You would never in, expect in, a guy like that to do it. You don't expect a guy like Ruckus to start doing the razzle-dazzle. <laughs> because, it doesn't, because it doesn't seem right. But the entire time that he's doing it, he's like doing the razzle dazzle, and then when he pulls it off, he's like looking at the crowd and he's like, "Yeah, you like that?" <laughs> and it's and it's it's awesome. I think when you do stuff like that and you just put a bit of character into it, and you just let it be what it is, and be like, "Oh, look at me showing off!" Yeah, it's awesome. I guess the question I have to ask you two before we get on to the next one is: uh, Do you ever envision Keith Lee doing the walk up the wall moonsault? 
I, mm, <laughs> that's a that's a legitimately good question actually <laughs> do i do i think that i will see it no do i think he could do it yes, yes. <laughs> you know what i do you know what i would really this, this is like a whole thing i've said I, I think i'd really like to see i would like to envision um a world where there's just a suitably a suitably high enough structure that's not like dangerous it's not like doing a moonsault off like a balcony or anything but like a small raised platform that keith lee can just bust a moonsault off of yes i think something about it would have a weird sense of majesty to it <laughs> Because I, I, I want it's one of those spots that I love, but you you rarely ever see, just because like there's only, there's very few places that you can do it. I love people doing moonsaults off like the side railings. <laughs> same, same. But like you, you can basically only do it in like in a in like a WWE environment where they're fixed. True, very very true. So this one's going to be a weird one. So this is going to be a, a first time I'm going to have to kind of change the question about for one person in particular. So for Reardon, if you were a fan of CZW in the in the early 2000s and you had access to watch it, would you have liked Ruckus at the time? Absolutely. At that time? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Would have loved this dude. <laughs> Because I am, I am, because I am born in the generation of flippy shit. <laughs> so for Dan, with that, yes. for Dan, did you like Ruckus during this time? Well, 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 I obviously wasn't like perfectly time analogous to it. <laughs> Bootleg still. Um, I mean, as is well known, I, I love my flippy shit. <laughs> I love my flips. And I love it when people who shouldn't be doing flips do flips. Right? That's even better. Exactly. exactly. I think a big part of this is that there's obviously one part of why you get into CZW, and that's because <laughs> you're a ghoul. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is it so was run by Zandig after all. There's 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 that side to it, right? <laughs> but as I always maintain to people. CZW in this weird spread from like 2002 to 2006, just also at the time having like the absolute grossiest death matches that are for the most part just not even worth watching. Mm. Aside from like a few select ones and a few that have reached like nimbifical levels of fame. And most of them contain Zandig in, in one way or another. I mean, most of them have Zandig or they have Nick Mondo. Yeah. So. <laughs> um aside from those you then just have this weird collection of just absurdly good like junior heavyweight wrestling because and this this sounds goofy as hell there's a CZW match between <laughs> between Ruckus and um Tony Mameluke <laughs> yeah that's actually genuinely that's good that's just absurdly good <laughs> ah. <laughs> yes uh, yes, as in Tony Mameluke from the FBI in ECW, as in the full-blooded Italians. <laughs> Let's not forget as well, it's like talking about that, Jody Fleisch had the match of the year in 2002 for doing a like a technically high-flying masterpiece of a match. 
They're, like, there's just this weird spread of just absurdly good cru- um, cruiserweight and junior heavyweight wrestling. Because, like, again, if you want to talk about contextually to this, um, he uh, Ruckus was, I believe, also at the same time as he was. It might have been at the same time as he was CW champion. Was um, a big Japan junior heavyweight champion. Correct. Um. So you just have this amazing body of work that's just sitting in a place that it almost feels like it shouldn't be. <laughs> because you have like Tony Marmaluke, you had Sanjay Dutt, who has a who's had who had a great match with Jody Fleisch in CCW. Yeah. Um There's another there's another one as well that has um, I believe is a triple threat with someone. He also had a pretty good match in the best of the best finals against Trent Acid as well. Yes. Um, you have, I mean, it's it's aged terrifically, and the and the dude's an absolute arsewipe. But um, human tornado. In, yeah, in one yeah. of CGW's <laughs> best, uh, the human tornado versus blackout. Yeah. Um, is pr- is pretty good. Just like it's aged like. It's um, aged horribly. It is aged it's, horribly. It's it's aged it's aged as badly as milk left near a radiator. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and then like everything else that follows that. I mean, most of the blackout stuff is pretty damn great anyway. Yeah, true. Um, true. We watched yeah, one blackout like... match actually for the Lufisto <clears throat> great wrestlers. But there's just there's just this weird body of work that just exists in a place that it shouldn't. <laughs> but then, like, I guess in in many ways it's it's very similar to how ECW was. True, it is very 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 true. So, final question for Volume Eight of Great Wrestlers You Never Knew: Will you be going out of your way to watch watch more of Ruckus after this? You know what? Yes. I want to see how he almost breaks his neck further. <laughs> whilst whilst smoking a cigar on his way to the ring. Yes. Uh, also, I will I will say uh, one thing. Um, for the um, listeners at home, I was very confused by the thumbnail of the Jody Fletch versus Ruckus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the coming well, to America. Was... Yeah, it's coming to America. Yeah. Which I was like, is is that the gimmick? Because I I won't lie, I was ready for that to be the gimmick, and it wasn't. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, Rick. Actually, no, I'm, I'm going to blame train enthusiast Jody Flyish on that one. Yeah. I am actually a little disappointed. I was ready for it. <laughs> actually, now, I mean, Jody, why didn't you never have a Coming to America gimmick? I, I tell you, Arsenio Hall would have popped for that, because he's a massive wrestling fan. Yeah. No, how has no one done that? <laughs> why like, isn't Why isn't Arsenio Hall appeared in more wrestling? I'll never know. As well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like he should have been around in like Attitude Era. I mean, he should have been around. His show, he had so many wrestlers on there. <laughs> Funny enough, he had Bad News Brown at one point on the Arsenio Hall show. Wow, but yeah, no. Why wasn't he? He would. He should have been on like WCW. Because James, he interviewed Macho Man. James Brown was at one point, and not Arsenio Hall. Come on, the wrestling very, world needs to make that needs to change that. Yeah, that's very confusing. That's very confusing, actually. Now that I think about it. 
but says. <laughs> so I guess that's a yes to watching more of Ruckus. Yes, yes, that is that's a yes. I, I, well, I, always have, I always have time for Ruckus. Same, same. We'll always, always have time know, to watch I Ruckus know, match or two. Get back on watching some of the more recent stuff he's done with like GCW and stuff. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, he is an Indie Hall of Fame member as well. I keep forgetting that yeah. Ruckus was inducted this year into the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Excellent. Rightfully so. So that. Yeah, oh, go on. Sorry. He really is one. So yeah, he really is one of those people that kind of was in a in a generation that was just kind of stuck in the middle. Mm. <laughs> but then again, though, I don't feel like there's any place he could have been other than CZW. <laughs> Apparently, there was talk of him going to WWE at one point. I mean, I can believe that to some degree. Because WWE was just absorbing everyone they could. But it was definitely going to be a much more kind of... censored, I guess, and very kind of safer version of Ruckus. He definitely wouldn't have come to the ring smoking a cigar, that's for damn sure. I mean, like, what is Ruckus... If not with like rap music playing really loudly, smoking on his way to the ring, and then just like saying rude stuff during matches. Exactly. It's not the ruckus I want to watch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So with that, it is time to wrap up on Great Wrestlers You Never Knew Volume Eight, and again with Black History Month for twenty twenty two. Honest to goodness, I was a little bit unsure for this year's list if it would have been if it would have kind of been as good as last year's. But I feel it's not. I've knocked it out of the park with my choices this year for you two. Especially with the last episode. I mean, when we think about it, right? We have we have D'Lo Brown. Yep. Um, our Lord and Savior from Wrestling State from Stable Wars. <laughs> uh, pioneer of women's wrestling. Uh, potentially the greatest general manager of all time. Uh, the most based wrestler um, of, of that we found out this year. And, you know, Ruckus. <laughs> I didn't do too bad. That's a I? pretty <laughs> damn fine list if I don't say so myself. Problem is, I'm going to have to try and one-up myself again for next year. <laughs> Oh, it's all right. We'll find a way for next year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, for sure. So with all that, that is time to wrap up on that. But before we head off and end this episode, just a tiny little kind of look into the future of what we're doing. So from now until I guess kind of like very much up until the foreseeable future, we're going to be doing a, most, if not all of our episodes are going to be collaboration episodes. We have friends joining us. We have a lot of friends joining us. And for the first time ever, actually, on our next episode, we have a returning guest. Wait a minute, back up, back up. One, we have friends. Two, we have people who have gone on this podcast and then decided, you know what? Yes, I will come back. Yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy, isn't it? Believe it or not, believe it or not, it's it's crazy. Are, it is crazy. Just imagine there are people out there that are allegedly just as weird as us. It's crazy, isn't it? It sounds fake, doesn't it? Oh, it sounds completely fake, but okay, I'll run with it. <laughs> We're breaking kayfabe. <laughs> so yes, we have I'm a returning guest. On all of it. We're gonna have a returning guest on our next episode 
And it's a bit of a doozy for this one because we're going to be talking about Retribution with dear friend of the podcast, Mr. Connor Cooper, who we now know lovingly as professional wrestler Tig. Formerly yeah. wrestling with fiction, but we now know him lovingly as Tig. Okay. Also, may I also yeah. say he is one eighth of Red Shirt Security over at Progress Wrestling as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am looking for. I'm really excited we to bring Connor back. Love, love Connor, hate Retribution, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I am so happy to bring Connor back to do this because it's going to be absolute just chaos and silliness all around I, I, look right i know we're getting we're getting this joke in next week next like next week anyway but i'm getting it in now you ever wanted to know what happens when wwe tries to do an antifa storyline oh oh okay what a sentence i know and on that sentence i have been sad what a sentence. This, this has been dan and Rhiannon, and you've been listening to the sweet chip wag podcast we will see you as always on the next one bye bye